What's cracking, everybody? It's another episode of The Front Row Seat. I'm Noah Alvarez, and I'll be joined by Jacob Fanshawe in just a second, folks. But hold on to your seats, because we got to promote True 100 Radio, spelled T-R-U, the number one, 100radio.com. Shout out to them for having us on their platform. You can check them out and follow up with them on Instagram and on Twitter. Just search up True 100 Radio, and check out their website, spelled T-R-U, the number one. 100radio.com we got some blogs we got some podcasts we got some promotional stuff coming up in the next month or so big announcement coming for october too oh shit it's the time to get tapped in with true 100 radio orange county's number one if not already soon to be number one radio station shout out to jamal boom bostic shout out to jacob fanshaw shout out to jules shout out to vince Correa. shout out to chewy uh, shout out to Jules because she made the logo for the front row seat. Shout out to everybody with True 100 Radio. Shout out to you, the listener. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast. Hey, we have a Twitter too. Check us out at Front Row Seat Pod. At Front Row Seat Pod. We actually went live the other day. And damn, for some reason, I was really feeling myself. Uh, it might have been the edible talking, but I was. I, I basically shared some really gold content about some traumatic high school and post high school experiences. So if you want to go listen to that, it's still up on there. We're not we're not going to repeat the ad again because we already said it in the beginning. But if you want to go check that out, that's all on you. And, yeah, follow that Twitter page. We have a lot of fun promoting different snippets on the show, interacting with you guys. And, yeah, we're going to get better at interacting with you guys for sure. Put some more polls up there and stuff. But it's a work in progress just like everything we do in life, baby. All right. Um, I think I'm rambling now. I think we pretty much laid all the basics. True 100 Radio. Follow, like, subscribe. And, yeah, this week... Just Jacob Fanshawe and myself, and I was battling a little cold earlier this week, so you do hear me sniffling. I apologize in advance for that, but you know, sometimes you just got to tough it through, and don't worry, I wasn't, you know, super ill, Uh, but make sure you guys stay safe out there, wear your mask, do your own research on the vaccine, and let's stay safe, man. Let's have a fun rest of 2021. All right, here is the rest of episode 28 of the front row seat. Baby, welcome back. We're jumping into episode 29 of the podcast. Already? Gosh. Head first. Head first. 29. It feels good to be back this time with your usual two compatriots, Jacob Pancho. Yeah. Hermanos. 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 Boyos. Brothers. Blood brothers. Boyos hermanos. Have we ever done the blood shake? Like, can we... Like cut we'll, ourselves. We'll do it live. I have a box cutter in my. In my <laughs> oh, we'll Jesus. do it live. Okay, yeah, careful what you that. wish for. We'll do it live right now. <laughs> Fuck that. Never mind. What's up, guys? We love you, though. Welcome back to another episode of the Front Row Seat. Jeez, Jacob. <laughs> it feels good to be back. It I, does. I feel like I've been on a few other projects, and things are developing for True One Hundred. Yes, please. Can we start about that? About the breakfast burrito. The breakfast burrito with your homie, what, Carlos? No, uh, Marcos, Marcos and Eddie. It was there was an O's in it. My bad, Marcos. <laughs> yeah, Marcos and Eddie they have a they have a podcast. Everyone has a podcast these days. It's kind of easy to uh, it's easier it to get into. It's people's like it's people's ideas like on the web. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and he has actually some pretty solid microphones. Like I like him. I gotta ask him what he, what kind he has because I really liked his quality of sound. However, 
uh, their podcast is kind of a bit like ours, I think, just kind of like all over the place. But, yeah. you know, it's still a fun podcast. Check it out. It's called the Breakfast Burrito Podcast. Super duper good, super duper fun. And I was a part of that last night. And it was, uh, you know what? It was super, it was enjoyable. I got to rail a little bit against the Angel fans. We're not going to touch upon that. I mean, I guess it'll be a nice segue into our kind of the one topic that we discussed that we wanted to talk about on today's episode. But it was just kind of like we talked about, well, like I said, I talked about the Angel fans. We talked about whether or not we shaved our pubes. Yeah, I don't know how we got into that. Nice, I like I, that. Nice, motherfucker. <laughs> Eddie was about to, to drop his pants and show me, and I was like, I, Well, you know he what? dropped his pants. No. And show, no, no, he was about to. Oh. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm okay. You don't, you don't, you don't have to do that. Damn, that's pretty serious. That's intense, man. Hey, if a grown man ever was like, "Hey, let me show you this thing in my balls," I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa, whoa hold on. I there's think a we're a little between, too close. There's a difference between you asking me, "Do you think there's something wrong, like on my nuts?" and then. You want to see how much pubes I have? It's like, no, I don't want to see how much pubes you have. Because, <laughs> okay, you're right. Because hey, I don't just like lump on my nuts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's totally different to like that kind of. You want to see how much yeah. pubes I have? And I'm like, no, I don't. Because even if you did or did not have pubes, I don't care. Like, I will fucking cut through the Amazonian rainforest if I'm with a girl, like, to get to the honey pot. You know, like I, I personally, <laughs> personally, I don't care if if there's fur or not. Yeah. I'm okay. I can be a fur I'm baby. I'm pro fur too. Yeah. Bring, but the fur has... Bring back I, bush. I feel like... No, I feel like fur has to be maintained though. Like... Not... You know what I mean? Like it could be long, but like don't let it be wild. No sea too rough, no muff too tough. <laughs> that's... That's that's it. No sea too what? rough. No sea too rough. Who says no, that? I believe it was a line from the movie Lone Survivor. Oh my god. That's freaking... <laughs> that's, but, that's pretty funny. But I think that's a saying that I live by because... Like, it's fur. Like, come on, it's, it's not a big deal. It's, You're it's, right. It's people not, people do get grossed out by it, and I don't understand why. Like, especially you when know, it's, one time I saw a Twitter. Sorry, there's a lot of stuff happening around us. Yeah, Santa Ana for you, folks. No, it's Buena Park, bro. Buena Park. I'm sorry. Chill. Um, I saw something on Twitter that I didn't delve into it, but it was an interesting tweet. Made me think, and it was essentially saying that the whole idea of a woman being hairless and like her pubic area being totally free of hair comes from like. Porn? Subliminal pedophilia, like his kids, you know. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, ah, that makes me feel weird because people have preferences, Whoa. but I can I can understand. Cause think about it, dude. Up into the eighties, like if if you've seen porn- pornographic pictures, ladies and gentlemen, which we're all adults here, you know, you go like seventies, sixties, like there's Bush, seventies, yeah. Bush, eighties, there's still fur, nineties even to an extent. There's like landing strips. Going full bear is relatively fashionably new. If Why? you think about it. Well, Why is that, though? I don't know. I, but you I, just said a good point. Okay. Yeah, are we making, like, because child actresses too? Ooh, wow. I'm not, I, I don't even want to touch the, I don't even want to touch the pedophilia conversation because I don't want to say the wrong thing and give the wrong impression. Yeah, that's so kind of dangerous. So I'm going to I'm gonna, though, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, weird. I'm going to curve around that, and I'm going to say, I think it came from apps like Snapchat. No, not Snapchat. Instagram. TikTok? Instagram oh. and Facebook. Mainly, oh, you know, yeah. apps that changed our whole idea of beauty. There's a lot of... Those Instagram models, there's a lot of them that are like 18 or under. Well, really? Kind of, I didn't yeah. know that. Not a lot of them. I just, I don't know. I feel like. 18 and under? Like the people who do the reels, the people who do the TikToks. Like, it's, I don't know. At least, at least before I started like getting, because obviously when you're new That's disheartening. When you're new, you new to TikTok. Or like OnlyFans? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when you're new to TikTok, obviously it just shows you whatever is popular. But then as you use it more, it develops the algorithm towards you. And I feel like when I first joined TikTok, because there was no algorithm for me yet, it was a bunch of like, 
you know, what TikTok was kind of known for at the moment during the height of, like, the pandemic in 2020. Which was what? Was just, like, girls, like, dancing, and it's usually, like, you know, younger girls dancing, but doing, like, silly dances to, like, different shit, and it was just kind of like, why is this a thing? But because teenage boys like that, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, what I'm... I, I, I don't know. I don't know where the whole no hair anywhere, and I'm talking anywhere. Like, yes, no hair. The, the one thing that, that does throw me off is, like, if a girl has hair in her armpits... But even then, even then, it's not like I, me personally, I would never ask a girl to do something that I wouldn't do. Ooh, and you wouldn't shave armpits? Absolutely not. I, I don't shave anything on my body. I trim my armpit I trim, hair. I trim, no, I don't trim my armpit hair. Trim I, trim a, I trim pretty much everywhere. So it's an audio only podcast, but like, and I'm pretty insecure about this, but I'm going to just put it out there anyway. You're a brave man. Fuck it. I'm a hairy person, yo. Like really hairy. Like if I don't shave, Jacob, like. My chest, my stomach, like, armpits, like, it's just, like, Okay, uh, yeah, it's like, you're a man. You have fucking testosterone. No, but it's, like, very, yeah. like... Well, that's what gives you I don't know. Hair. You're right. Maybe I should embrace it a little more, but right now I'm still kind of nervous. I, I do embrace a little, like, you know, happy trail. Look, dude, a little no, no, bush, no, no. Dude, armpit look, hair I embrace. Look, look. But I just don't want to, like... If you're going to shave because that's your beauty preference, by all means, fucking do it. But don't do it because you think... The next time that you're going to get lucky with a girl or you're going to get involved with someone, they're going to think, wow, this is one hairy motherfucker. Because let me ask you. Oh, yeah. And, and this is for the men, either, and, but... men and women listeners in this. We'll probably put a, put a poll out or something. <laughs> no, it's a genuine question. Shout out to the polls. When you're about to have sex, are you thinking how your partner looks physically? Or are you more concerned with pleasuring your partner and making sure that you're doing a good job so that they're enjoying it? I'm thinking about pleasuring the partner. Exactly. Never once have I ever, and I and I've been with my fair share of skinny, <laughs> bigger, in between. Never no, once have God. I ever thought <laughs> what? I've never once thought like, wow, <laughs> you're hairy. Wow, you have. Too I gotta many get roles. out of here. Yeah. yeah, like I've never, I've never, I've never thought that, and I've never because I know that. a girl could easily think that the same thing about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I trim, but like there's, you know, there's times where I don't, I'm not super consistent. Like, oh, like every week, Jacob, I gotta trim. No, like some days. Sometimes I'll go like six months without trimming, and other times it's like every month, you know. So the, the times that I go six months, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like if I do meet some person or whatever, I'm with someone at the time, and it's like, oh wait, like just letting you know, like I have a, you know, I can't. It works both ways. Is what I'm before to say. before we we get too far off topic, I, I want I guess my final thought on this whole thing on the grooming and the body preferences and all that is just make sure whatever you do, whatever you're doing, whether it be a new hairstyle, new diet workout make sure you're doing it for yourself yeah the, the approval of others is as fleeting as and it like orgasm like it, it comes and it goes and you're always going to have that that feeling of approval from another person or another thing and but it shouldn't be the reason that you are changing yourself for yeah. another person do what you want to do for Holy yourself shit. and make yourself happy make sure that you feel beautiful it. What? I mean, it's true, man. I'm, I'm just a real profit right here. Man. I, I'm Fuck not profit. Yeah. I'm just saying, like Instagram and and other. Well, really, Instagram is the biggest offender. Like any social media, though. Right. It, it just it corrupts your mind of what you think is real. Like I I told Eddie and Marcos yesterday. You know how when you pour a beer, it gets head like that foamy shit. It's oh, called yeah, head. Yeah. yeah. Is it called cer- head? Yeah, really? yeah. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> Certain bartenders they have the knife to scrape the head off, and I said that's what Instagram is. Instagram is like mm. I'm not gonna show you the 30 times that I failed taking this test or trying to make this thing I'm going to show you the one time I got it right so that every time you ever come on my profile you're not seeing the failures you're only seeing the successes you're only seeing yeah, the it, beautiful parts Right. you're not seeing the struggle you're not seeing the off days you're not seeing these models when they're not they don't have five to six different types of brands of makeup yeah. you know you're not seeing that 
you're not that's weird. To a lot see of, who a lot they of really girls are. are getting famous, and not even famous, but a lot of girls are getting platforms that probably have like no talent. Maybe so. I, I don't know. I don't want to go down that route because how do you define talent? People you're could right. say we're you're talentless right. hacks, <laughs> but all we do is sit here and talk. You're right. No, I'm not saying. Oh, you're right. You fuck. Okay, my bad. I'm just. Okay, that's under- fucked up. No, no, no. I, I understand what you're up, saying. But- I feel the same way about the whole card flipping, nah, with baseball cards and shit. It's like that's just- not. That's not. There, there are some guys oh. that have made. They're, they're, they have followings, and this. That's what they do. They get money. Like people PayPal. But that's like, entrepreneurship, bro. It's like, not entrepreneurship. Eventually, no. Think about it. One eventually, like one person one day. This is a great example. Cause look, there was since like the beginning of we started. I'm good. Since the beginning, we started like slaughtering animals for meat and whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ, we going there again? No, hold on, Jacob. I don't, <laughs> don't, don't want to go there. Listen again. to this example. There used to be a way like you would just always like hey like. The people, there's butchers, they slaughter the meat, whatever, and then they get rid of you, but they have it at a butcher shop. And mm-hmm. in Mexican culture, it's a carnicería. Mm-hmm. And now in present day, it's grocery stores. Well, it's a Stater Brothers. Right, it's a Stater Brothers. It's a Northgate. It's wherever. Like, you're going to a grocery store. But there are people who are also door-to-door meat salesmen. Yeah, I came out weird. They go door-to-door, and they sell you different cuts of meat. Do they uh, really? Yes, there's door-to-door meat salesmen. Are you fucking with me? I'm not fucking with you. Actually, that must be a rough job. No, the reason I did that, the reason, well, it could be a rough job because maybe some people don't like going to the grocery I store. Would so, what not, if they like the door to door? I would, let me tell you right now, sidebar, <laughs> if some random dude one day came knocking on my door and was like, hello, sir, I have meat to sell you, I, I would not buy that man's meat. I don't know if it's properly refrigerated. I don't even know what type of fucking meat. Well, At least I know if I go to, to Stater have... Brothers, I know, you know, they, they have butchers there too, my guy. I know, I'm just saying they're like, Look, I, I bring that up because I actually just recently learned this. A guy named Jordan Belfort, the guy from Wolf yeah, of Wall Street. the dude that everyone knows? Yeah, the dude, the main dude, like his f- first job before going into stocks was being a door-to-door meat salesman. And I feel like you hating on the guys who sell cards online and like that's all they do and like well, that's their shtick. It's like eventually like, well, so I'm so, that's what I'm trying to say. At some point in history, it was always just like, Go to the grocery store or go to the Garden City to get your meat. It still is. No, but then someone, a uh, along, to- uh, someone along the way was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna like cut my own meat and then sell it door to door." Yeah, I guarantee like, you that's not guys. profitable. I guarantee. But you people have done it in history, right? And people, uh, I mean, it might not. You don't think it's profitable because we've never experienced like that. And if we, if someone uh, asks, you know us, what, no, no, if someone asks <laughs> us to do this tomorrow, we're gonna be like, "Fuck that!" Like that's gonna be successful. But I'm sure people who have done it for 20 years, they have a email list so they don't who even have to it? go to door-to-door who now now you're emailing your fucking relatives hey i have this door-to-door meat salesman like you should check him out and they're still getting referrals without having ever to leave their house you <laughs> I- realize that just destroys your whole <laughs> argument right why your what whole thing was well going to the doors might be profitable and now you're telling me the door-to-door meat salesman doesn't have to go to the doors anymore <laughs> That's what because saying. he can use online well guess what but he's not the grocery store. He's not a Ralph's. He's not a North He's just State. some random dude that you buy your meat from. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't work. Yes, it does. That's what the door-to-door salesman has evolved to. And that's what these people used to go to card shops and like, hey, I'm going to sell you these cards or whatever. Or like card shows. And now it's like, hey, instead of this, I'm just going to like have my Instagram page. You know, I tried to buy you a Christian card. McCaffrey signed card for 40 bucks on eBay. Oh, that'd have been nice. I you. tried. I tried. Uh, you don't need to do that, though. I'm not I, really. Uh, yeah, I know. Don't, I don't get anything autographed. I'll take a nice oh, card. Dude, it was on eBay. It was I 40 know. bucks. I know, but t- I'll take a nice Unless card it's for fake. like. It probably was fake. Sorry, I didn't know. Christian McCaffrey, I feel like he's not worth. I, I think you could probably pull, pull more than 40 for him. A signed card? It yeah. was one of those prism ones. 
Yeah, I feel like I didn't have the money. That's why I didn't buy it. But like genuinely, I was looking on eBay. I just searched up cards, and I was looking. And I came across that one, and I was like, "Oh, dude, no!" Yeah. Like I, I thought to myself, like, "How cool would that be if I just show up to the next podcast and just be like, hey, there's a fucking Christian.'" Yeah, I, I, this fell off. The Thank truck. you. That that sounds nice. That sounds nice of you. Um, but anyways, back to get onto some topics that we wanted to talk about the podcast. Thank you for that though. That was really deep. I really like where we went there, doing things for yourself and not for the approval of others. I guess uh, we took a weird route, but we, did. we got there. Yeah, we did. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I want to talk about fandom a little bit. And no, 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 oh. not about any particular fans. Well, I just want to talk about like fandom as a whole because... The fanaticism. Fanaticism and the concept of it and its place in society. We're going to have one of those conversations, guys. Put your tinfoil hats on. There's no tinfoil. It's a straightforward fucking question. No, no, no. Why what, did the what, Romans what? have the gladiator fights? Ah, okay. Kept them distracted so from you're all the political... You're ready for this. Yeah, but there's no tinfoil. Okay, fuck it. We're going okay, into it. Maybe that right. is not tinfoil. Right. Then. Okay, no, you're good. Okay. We're going into it. We're going into it. You told me earlier today that you don't feel like I'm a passionate fan compared to your fandom mm. for a particular baseball team and for for any of your sports, right? To the point where you'll... And this is... We don't have to get into it, but I'm just saying you've beefed with people over in social media over it. I don't know why we're... Skirting around the fact we've talked about this on air. Yes, I know. I've had beef with the Angels podcast or the Angels Twitter. I called you not so much of a Diamondbacks passionate fan, right? Just to fill in the blanks, because I'm sure the listeners probably already know. But cut the slack, like right. Cut to the chase. What I'm trying to say is though, at some point in my life, I, I was I was like you for up to like maybe like 19 or 20 years old. But it came to a certain point when I realized. I feel like, like we just kind of hinted to earlier in that little like brief side note. The fandom is like kind of it's separating us, it's separating and dividing us at the end of the day, right? It's another form of it, it can because be. it, it can be to a minor extent. You know, there's people who are like diehard whatever team fan bases they are, right? Raiders, Cowboys, Lakers, uh, blah blah blah, right? To the point where they like no, they won't even associate with a person from that other team. Closing the door on a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? And I want to say around like 20 to like 23, 20 to 24, I really like learned that and like just kind of was like, whoa, like I, I'm a fan of these teams. Yes. Like I, I do love the Panthers, LSU, you know, Diamondbacks, Oakland A's, the Sharks, who's what was it, Celtics. But like I'm not willing to, one, get so emotional get so emotionally invested that I would one cuss a person out two like because this is what I used to do as a kid I used to throw like things at the wall if they lost and like I have a bunch of holes in my like in my wall because we're moving house and so we cleared the house they're <laughs> oh killing the room God, and now man. the walls are showing guys and I forgot I have a bunch of holes in my wall because I would just throw my phone I would throw the controller I would throw a bunch of different shit like around when I was watching the game and you know the, my team lost and it's just like fuck you know so I would, let the, I would let the emotions get the best of me. And for those for, for those reasons, I was just like, oh, I can't get like this. But also, I, I want to work in sports eventually one day, right? We just talked about this too. The broadcasting, the podcasting. Even if I became like a writer for a team, that'd be super dope. Just to follow a team. So if the Royals were to call me one day, or the fucking Dodgers, or the fucking Red Sox, or the fucking Braves. I'm not going to be like, oh, like I don't... I'm a Diamondbacks fan. Like, I don't want to, like, cover you guys. Like, nah, like, fuck that. Like, if you're going to pay me a check, like, I'm going to sign. I'll I'll be the biggest, like, Dodger supporter, like, in the world. Right? So, I, I, like, during that time, 
I was like, should I have to kind of put my ego aside if I were to work for the Royals, for the Cardinals, for the Mets, for the Los Angeles Lakers, for whatever team it is that I do not like, maybe per se when I was a kid rooting for my favorite sports teams, I got to be like open to working for whatever because if they're going to pay me, like, hell yeah, I'm going to do that shit, you know? You feel me? I feel like what you're stating is obvious. You, I, but you, that, you don't think I would do the same? But that's what I, well, okay, you said you wouldn't do the same, but it's like. No, I'm asking you. You do not think I would not do the same? Sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Your actions speak louder than words. Right right now, at least, well, I don't know. You, But see, that's the thing, too. And this is where I think maybe my thinking is a little wrong for this. But, like, eventually, like, a sports job, if that's what we're referring to, still on this topic, you know, we're, they're going to look at both our applications. They're going to see a bunch of, like, I don't know, like, you being aggressive or whatever like you getting shit talked and then you talking back shit to those angel fans and they might see that on your twitter they're like oh we can't get this guy like he's he's gonna stir the pot and like upset fan bases too hard you know you know what i mean does that make sense that's an interesting take like because i feel like they do really check your twitter like your twitter background yeah especially for the sports industry job and like you gotta like have like i don't know you can't be just super ruthless out there either. Unless you want to go up a different lane, obviously. But you want to go up the lane that like maybe I want to pursue. Regardless, I, I think sports teams, the fandoms for it, the diehardness for it. While I love to see it, while I get it, it's a part of the economy. And you mentioned it earlier, the gladiators. You know, that's why they had it in Rome. And it's just to distract the masses. It's to also anger the masses and pit them one, one, one another. You know, obviously, I don't, I don't think... I, I don't think it's to anger anyone. It is? Well, that's... I don't, I don't think it's made to anger. I think this natural... What happened for being a fan and, and being passionate about your team and what happens, like winning or losing, getting so upset that you throw things, um, like, that's all just a part of... How do you say... Like, tribalism. That's what it is. That's uh, the word okay. I'm looking for. You know, like, it's like... They're different from your team. Right. There's a difference, and that's why you dislike them because there's a difference. And but that, you throw I think winning and losing. That's what I'm saying. It, it separates us, though. I mean, yeah, it does. But like, I, I think most fans aren't that extreme. Like, I'm I'm only fans extreme. in our maybe fans at our circle. No, fans in our circle. But I, I dude, you're talking to someone who's trying to buy a jersey from every 30 MLB, well, every team, right? So you know that like I'm not like a one of those fans that's like totally blind. Like, nope, Dodgers only. Like, no, that's only like with I'd say like 1% of the people I interact with right I typically am interacting with you Alec that's it yeah yeah that's it <laughs> really like tweeting out and shit it's you and Alec always, but I just always testing Alec with the fake news <laughs> I know dude I dude, see dude, that dude, the, the guy keeps getting people, the guy keep, yeah the guy keeps ultra weed hater <laughs> that's the ad like I fucking love it anyways anyways Back to what I was saying. It's just, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're, you're thinking a little too deep onto it because of a few loud and passionate fans, but in the same breath, you're also not wrong. Like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, dude. I just feel like the fact that a, a, an Eagles fan and a Giants fan may never collaborate on anything together. Well, and the fact that they, you know... Under what circumstance, though? Like, in the stadium, then yeah. No, but not like even in the stadium. Life, if you've been in life, life how, would, how would they know? 
Unless they were wearing a Giants hat or an Eagles hat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you think you think that person, even despite being a staunch Giants fan, you sincerely believe that that person <laughs> would freaking be like, I can't tolerate you in my life? I think it's that d- deep over there. Okay, we, actually, we say well, that because we're not fans of the teams that we grew up here watching. I was about watching. to say, location-wise, location, right? location then yes, maybe, potentially. But right. like, I don't know if that's every you fan. F- you forget that like California is very different, especially our part of California. I don't think that's every fan, though. I would say like ninety percent of the kids that, or people that we know have watch football. Have you been football. there? I don't know. I feel like we're making a blanket assumption. We are making a little bit of blanket assumption. Well, but no, I'm assuming correction, you are. I'm not. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I'm assuming I, I that ninety percent of people in Philadelphia who live in the Philadelphia area, they root for the Eagles and only the Eagles. Okay, yeah, and that's you would be clowned on if you wrote, voted for any. You voted. Uh, you rooted for anybody else. But really? in California, especially where we live in this like, LA suburb, Orange County, right area. Dude, we didn't have we had the Rams for a little bit, but unless you grew up watching that, and we're not in that generation, then like there's so many different fan fan bases out here. Like there is no like you couldn't. I don't think any. I would say with the exception of the Raiders, and I don't even think the Raiders is as high. But I don't think any fan base in this area that we live in. Think of all our friends, right? Yeah. Would you say fifty percent is like the Raiders? 50% no, it's less. Fifty percent of Raider fans. Yeah. That I know. Yeah. Well, a lot of them live in SoCal. I know a lot of Raider fans, but that's because my uncle is one. But I'm just saying, out of all the football fans that you know, are fifty of them, are fifty percent of them Raider fans? High key, yeah. Well, like. Okay, so you think? Well, not so, fifty of. I don't know fifty people. So, like, of the people I no, know, are fifty percent of them Raider yes. fans? Then yes. <laughs> so okay, no, you just, know, ten football fans are five of the Raider fans. Yes. Okay. Yes, I can name like a whole clan of them. They all go every year. Went to one game. It's pretty cool. They didn't go last year due to COVID, but they go every year. Okay. So it's like they're fans. And then my dad, I feel, is a closeted Charger fan. Alec is a Charger fan. Okay, but Chargers barely have like ten percent of SoCal. Okay, so we will say that the Raiders do have a little bit more than fifty. Chargers are gonna go up, dude. They're not gonna. Uh, Justin Her- Herbert, Herbert ha- ice cream is good. He is good. Don't get me wrong, but so is so is Philip Rivers, and so is oh, Ladini yeah. Tomlinson. Yeah, okay. But there are some franchises. Listen, forget that. It's a, it, that that was in San Diego. No, 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 no. This Can is get, in L.A. Like, let, me, let it let it be L.A. Let, let me be conspiracyist with this. No. Okay. The Dodgers. No, not the Dodgers. Sorry, the Angels and the Chargers are cursed, and I would even throw the Clippers in there. Maybe because all three of those franchises, and maybe not so much the Chargers because they just moved to L.A., but I still think they're cursed. Those franchises, they're they're trying to be. They're trying to... How do I word this? They weren't LA's original team. Right? They weren't the first team in this this area. Who was the first team in this area? Uh, the Lakers. Lakers? Yeah. No, well, football. Oh, actually, I'm not sure, actually. Because the Dodgers moved in the 50s, right? I believe so. I forgot where I was. Damn, I just fucking lost my train of thought. You said they were cursed. You wanted. Oh yes, the Chargers and Angels theories. are cursed. Yes. I just, I feel like for a lot of different reasons, and like I said, the Chargers. Well, and name them, name them, name them. Just don't lose track. You're, you're telling me they're trying to be something they're not. I think they're cursed because yes, they moved to Los Angeles. All those teams moved to Los Angeles area, or trying to put Los Angeles in a title, like the Angels case. And um, I don't know. Maybe it's poor ownership. Maybe they do shady things behind doors. I can't tell you exactly why. Some of the other reasons I think that they're cursed, but. I just think they've... The Chargers had some really good teams when they were in San Diego with Marty Schottenheimer. You might have been too young to remember or didn't watch football at that time very seriously, but, like, LT, Phillip Rivers, Antonio Gates, so those guys were the truth. Like, yeah. like they went... Well, I think... I, I want to say they went, like, 13-3 and three one year. And, like, they're a one seed, and you're just like, oh, shit, like, they could win it. And then, like, second round, they, like, got bounced. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. 
And, like, obviously, like, they just had different, like, shitty luck. Like, Philip Rivers tore his ACL towards the end of the season, and he played on a playoff game with a torn ACL. Like, it was pretty heroic. Not Philip Rivers. Oh, was it Philip Rivers? I think it was Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was a tough-ass dude. Like, there's a lot of people who, like, kind of hate on Philip Rivers. Don't get me wrong. I think... No, I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He is an unlikable player, but I I think, too... Uh, he I think he is, no, he's a likable player. No, dude, people, like... Well, he's he would ca- talk shit. He was kind of, like... This, like, he never he was. He was wholesome, though. They did a whole sound effects on him. But they kind of made him, like, a... Made him out to be a bad guy, I think. Oh, okay. All right, well... I know a lot of people who don't like Philip Rivers, what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. All right, that's I'm fair. not saying I don't like him. But... I think he's Hall of Fame. Regardless. Shit, <laughs> dude, I feel like I went to... Oh, yeah, the Chargers and Angels are cursed. And the Clippers. Bro, damn, I keep going on these tangents. Holy shit. Keep you on track. Last... Or basically a tie bow on this. I don't be... I'm... Wow, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super invested into my teams and, fa- and fandom like you are. Or just like most people I feel like around me are now. Because like, there's a lot more... I, I don't want I don't want it to let like me block a certain part of me. I, I want to control my emotions better. But two, I feel like if I don't, how do I say this? I just feel like there's bigger shit to worry about sometimes too. You know, especially during COVID. I don't know. I felt like when sports were gone, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, what are we gonna do? And like, there was just like a bunch of other fit shit I found. It was kind of like, "Oh, I kind of like this better," you know? Not better, but like I'm gonna put more attention to this. You feel? I do. I do understand, but it doesn't make it any less sad because I feel like you're missing some of the splendor of sports. And that, I don't think so. I'm still, I still, I still feel like you can keep up with a lot of sports just by watching like maybe. Uh, I don't, don't want to say highlights because I'm not a big highlight watcher either. But I do watch like documentaries. I do watch like, you know, I'll, I'll watch like Thirty for Thirties. I also watch. A lot of stuff that's on Twitter, and then I watch. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so like I don't maybe see necessarily, but I I, I listen to like a few dope, really uh, good basketball podcasters, uh, Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo, and like I feel like they keep me up to basketball even when I'm not able to watch the whole game. So I think that's dope, you know. And uh, anyways, that's just like I can't maybe necessarily watch it as much, but but I don't think I'm losing any of like the glory of sports either. It's just like a, it's like a. Instead of being like a number two thing for me, it's not now number like six. Damn, dude. I think that's, uh. Yeah. I don't know. To me, I. I think it's a little sad, but in the uh, on the other hand, I also understand. Yeah. I guess it just sucks. I guess, I guess it sucks knowing that that'll happen to me. And it's already happening with certain other sports like college football, yeah, NFL. It's hard. It, it's, it's hard. Because, it's hard to be committed to NFL every week. Yeah, I think it's just because there's more to life too. You know, there's that song that Q-Tip and Corday just made, right? More life. Have you heard that song? I'm sure you've probably played it for me. Yeah, and it, it, it's just it's dope. Like Corday's a really dope rapper, and he really portrays this thought of that song where it's like. You know, he's stressing over things, and, like, sometimes it feels overwhelming, sometimes he feels anxious, sometimes he feels nervous or depressed, but, like, he's going through bad times, but then, like, like he, he, he just kind of feels like he portrays, like, what we go through in our mind sometimes and how we overthink things and whatever, and just, like, like we all want to be, like, great at life, but we don't know what this life is, so how do we be great at life? And it's, like, 
the hook goes like more life you know it's life <coughs> so I, I think it's it's kind of cool like he you know puts his own trials and tribulations in there and it's like i just think it's super relatable back to your point you know i, I just think uh more life is cool so i, I like sports like i'm always down to watch it if you tell me in advance, like, I'm down to watch a Sunday game with you and, like, go all out, get, you know, hammered with uh, Alec and whatever. But, like, I want to do that in, like, 17 weeks, you know? Damn, that's what I do in the NFL season. I go down to my coworker's house. Yeah? yeah. Dude, but your, your coworker's house sounds like a dope experience, though, too. Like, yeah. I, like I, I would be, like, tempted to want to do that, like, if that's the case that I'm going I, to do. I, I, I could invite you one of those days. That'd be kind of hard, low-key. If you went. Yeah. Win. One of these days, like maybe I'll, I'll give you like four. But do weeks they go hard, a, hard? Like do I have to like? Do you want to smoke? Do I have to like, like jump on a table or some shit? No. Or a keg what? stand? No. <laughs> but do you want to smoke like four or five blunts? Oh Like shit. and it's gonna keep going in rotation. I mean, of course you can oh, say no, but shit. like, dude, they just keep rolling. Like I'll roll one, and then his buddy rolls one, and then her brother will come home, and oh, he'll roll shit. one. Phil. And there's Hennessy involved, and there's oh, like. Are you drinking Hennessy no, too? No, I'm not drinking Hennessy. <laughs> I don't ever touch the liquor. Vaughn likes fucking tequila. I, in fact, I, I owe him a tequila bottle because, <laughs> yeah, he sent me money for a jersey. God damn, yeah. bro. You yeah, guys my be birthday. puffing. Yeah, dude. I don't know if I no, can puff that much. No, he doesn't smoke. Vaughn doesn't smoke. Vaughn doesn't Just smoke. the homies. Just his homies and his and his wife, Arnita. She's cool, so she, she rolls a blunt. But like, so Vod's cool and all you guys smoking in his house? Yeah. Dude, that's pretty tight. Yeah. We he's just, not a smoker. No, yeah. And he, he's a drinker, though. He will take, like, five five <laughs> shots of tequila and just be chilling. Like, he calls it Champagne Sundays. Oh. Because <clears throat> he buys a big bottle of champagne. Dude, that you're... And we drink mimosas. Yeah. And then, like, somewhere around noon, we've already I've already smoked, like, two blunts and, like, drank, like, five mimosas. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, there's been times where I go over to his house... And it's like, we get so hammered that by, like, the 5 o'clock game, I'm, like, out on the couch. I slept <laughs> through the Bills' divisional round. Against like the Steelers? Yeah. Oh. No, against the fucking oh. Uh, Ravens. Oh, you did? Yeah, I you fucking fell fucking asleep. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, in the second half, I was like, Burp. <laughs> out. Burp. Did I know it was again? Out. Burp. Like, just done, dude. Dude, I've been saying on the podcast. So, we Vaughn get goes Vaughn, hard. We need to get Vaughn on the show. Oh, dude. Vaughn, you've told great well, stories about Vaughn, and well, I'm just like, damn. Uh, I'll, I'll tell some legendary. of them on the air. Like, dude, he went to high school with Kendrick Lamar. He knows. Oh, that's right. You told me he that, He knows, yeah. uh, what's his name? Not Too Short, but the that song. Like, where he's like, uh, right now. Chef Boy. Oh, no, Chef Boy, dude. Da, he da, had Chef Boy da, go da, to his party. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, and he had like strippers at his party. Oh, there shit. There were strippers dancing on it. Like his wife, she, she's a bartender and she happens to know ladies, entertainment ladies. So she had that for his freaking uh, party. I got invited, but I had somewhere to go. <laughs> that day, so I couldn't RSVP. Oh, but my God. It was a God. pool party and like, dude, they were posting on their stories. Just money, just money as these girls were, like, twerking on him. He was just sitting back, like, drinking fucking Henny out the bottle. Just And there was someone just throwing money. Like, the ground was covered in money. This is all on the story. Oh, my like, this God. This is all dude, on the damn, fucking story. Just like, dude. Goes hard. Yeah. So, yeah, smoking big doinks and Amish with the fucking cigars. <laughs> drinking good. And then he and his wife. Let me tell you, man. If you ever go out to eat with them, they do... They ain't taking no BJ's, dog. We'll go, <laughs> they go to steakhouses, my boy. Oh, they yeah. They order fucking delicious. You've had a dinner with them? Yeah. Oh, a couple sh- times. Well, back when I had a girlfriend, yeah, we we, and I, we went a couple times. Oh, shit. You guys would eat 
yeah. exquisite plate. Well, like I wouldn't. I would. I try to keep it like you know relative. But like they're over there ordering the lobster tail and the steak. It's crazy, and you know Anita, she had good taste too. So like, maybe get margaritas and shots. Like, dude, they run up a, a good bill. Damn. Just bro. them, like them two. Like, thank God we only split the bill. Yeah. But they go fucking hard. They huh? ate good, yeah. No, and it's nothing, nothing against them, but no, no, yeah, yeah. They yeah. ate good. <laughs> she. Yeah, but uh, Vaughn is fucking, Vaughn is fucking awesome, and we'll have to record. Sha- Champagne Sundays will be returning, <laughs> and I'm excited. Week one, they're playing the Steelers. I've already made a couple bets. I got him. I, I told my buddy Andy, I got him invite him down to Vaughn's. Dude, that'd be I, fun. I gotta get him that bottle of tequila. I gotta show up week one with that bottle. I have to. I owe it to him. It's been a while now. His birthday was fuck, in May. Yeah. You haven't seen him since May or no, before? No, I haven't. I haven't got the bottle. Oh. Yeah, it's 160. He wants that blue one, the blue and white one. Oh, one? shit. Yeah. What? Ah, dude, he wants that one, huh? Well, yeah. Well, it's fair because he sent me 180. Oh, yeah. He got you the jersey, huh? Yeah. Oh, shit. So. Well, don't I mean. Okay. All right. More off air, but yeah. Okay. Dude, all right, so football season's right around the corner. I'm pretty excited for that. I know we had a conversation just about not, like, being anti, not anti, but, like, sports not being as big. But don't get me wrong, like, I'm kind of pretty, I'm pretty giddyish about Carolina Panthers. We're back. Little quick intermission. We were talking about Carolina Panthers, though. Panther fo- corner! <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about just, like, the football season in general, obviously, a little while ago, but I'm pretty geeked over the Carolina Panthers' chances this year. I at understand what? I'm making the playoffs. I like that. Like, being a barely a wild card team. Because I still feel like there's a lot of work. I think next year is going to be our peak. Like, we're going to be really good next year. Two like, years? Like that? Two year plan? Two I years. Like I'm interested to see what happens in the two years because next year, after next year, I feel like some players are up for contracts. And I don't know if the Panthers are going to be able to afford any money. Oh. So they're going to have to, like, shell away some people. Unless something miraculous happens. I thought you guys trades. had rich owners. We have a we have a new owner that's like, he's rich and and I, but we don't know yet if he's willing to gamble at like that. You know what I mean? Well, it'll be a good, like, good way to find out. It is a good way. It's gonna be really good in two years. That's what I'm saying. Are some of the players that are avail- that are going to be up for contract? Are they good? Are they They're decent. Be- where I think they can be starters for other teams, and like some poor team is gonna pay overpay them to be their starter. Okay. Right, like so. Someone I'm thinking of is like Dante Jackson. I like him as a cornerback. I think he's like a solid number two, like, but probably really like he fits best as like a great three, like a nickel corner, right? And uh, you know he's quick, good instincts, good ball skills, but he's like our starting boundary corner or was a starting boundary corner. We'll see what happens this year with the rookie they just drafted. But uh, you know, I, I think some team. We, I think he's good and he's serviceable. He's been serviceable for us, but I think some team, like I said, that really desperately needs these corners, they're gonna give him like you know, the max on four years, and, like, he's going to take that, you know? Like, why wouldn't he? You know, he's he's capitalizing on it. So uh, that's what I realized in football, and it, it just sports in general, Jacob. Like, these players, you got to understand, too, where they're at, especially these guys who are not the LeBron James, not the Dwayne Wade's, not the Clayton Kershaw's, guys that we know can, like, get, like, contracts, like, even, like, 10, 15 years into their career. Like, those guys are rare. A lot of these guys, we only have like six years to be good. So that second contract, we need that second contract to be big and nice. Because let's say we're not good by the year five or six, we can still live off of seven and eight because we signed that big four-year deal. I was like, damn, that's fucking dope. Like, that makes sense because, you know, you, you, 
If, especially, like I said, those kind of players. Like, they're just going to get overpaid and they're going to want to take that because you're it's like... You're putting your body on the line. Right. You're putting your body on the line. It's dangerous and you don't want to be doing it forever. Regardless, that kind of took a weird turn. <laughs> I, I think the Panthers, I'm excited for them. I think if Sam Darnold really figures it out earlier than what most people think, uh, I think they could be a really strong team towards the end of the season. And depending on how, like, Sam Darnold and the company start the beginning of the year, I think they're going to get off to a really slow start. I'm thinking, like two and five maybe but maybe like by game seven or game six or whatever hopefully sooner they kind of like figure out they're clicking like sam darnold has rhythm with these new guys like joe brady has you know because joe brady is a great offensive coordinator i think matt rule's a great off uh, def- a head coach Ugh, offensive mind though and then i think their defensive coordinator is not a bad dude phil snow to the point where like they're gonna tweak around their they come off as a type to tweak their lineups and stuff tweak the adjustments here and there and like be a good team like week eight even though they start off kind of shitty so like if they're like if they can at least salvage like a three and four that puts them in a good position to like hey like we could you know if three and four seven like we could go eight and two in our next 10 games and like make the playoffs you know i i feel like that's what the pandas have the potential as that's a tall order yeah it is a tall order i mean it's not impossible but that's definitely a tall order it is it, it is a tall order I can pull up the schedule right now, actually. I was just talking about it with a friend the other day. Um, I do like some of their matchups towards the end, and I'll pull it. While you do that, the yeah. Dodgers are in the midst of a tough August. Ooh. And it's going to be another tough fucking September. Tough time for baseball. Tough titties. So the Panthers open up week one against the Jets. I think that's an easy dub, right? It's two rooks. Well, is Sam Darnold a rookie? A rook. No, what is he now? He just knew to. He's like a third year. Third, yeah, but still, he's still under rookie contract, right? Yes. So he's still rookie. Uh, week two versus the Saints. They're a better team than us, I think, but we'll see with Winston. The Texans, I think that should be an easy dub. The Dallas Cowboys should be not an easy dub, but like a competitive dub. Can you dub. stop their offensive? Who? Dallas defense. I don't know. But they're supposed to have the best linebacking core. I think their defense has some holes in it that we can poke. And I, like the run I, game? They had no run game. In the it it the really game. depends on what type of shape Ezekiel Elliott is in. Because I feel like when, when he goes, the offense is really great. But he has been I, – I, well, he was strong last year. And I don't want to get my years mixed up. But I know there was, like, a few slump years after he got paid, right? And yeah. so, like, if he doesn't bring, like, his A-plus game or if he gets hurt, I think the Cowboys are a much different team. Also, Pat Prescott had, like, a – He's getting a second MRI today too, so like, or second opinion. So we'll see if he can stay healthy. Oh yeah, yeah. He like totally broke his ankle, right? I don't know. Uh, but then after the Cowboys, it's the Eagles. After the Eagles, I, I think the Eagles are a very beatable team. We'll see what Jalen Hurts though and company. The Vikings right after that is another beatable team. Giants beatable. Falcons maybe that's a pretty like. I want to say that's a solid L, but that's, like, probably an L. The Patriots, probably an L. The Cardinals, I think that's a competitive dub. That's I think that'll really be telling of, like, where this team's at. The Cowboys in Week 4 and the Cardinals in Week 10, that's going to be, like, a good identifier, identificator for this team. Uh, then the Washington football team, they might not be, like, great on paper, but they have some ta- They have a talented squad. Ron Rivera, too. Ron Rivera, revenge game. Uh, <laughs> Miami Dolphins after that, that's a good team. Falcons, good team. The Bills, good team. 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, good team. The Saints, good team. The Buccaneers, good team. So actually, like six, one, two, three, four. Yeah, their six last six games are actually really tough. So my bad. Their end of the schedule is hard. They have to win early and often. Right. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, schedule. because then you get week after week of fucking teams that are gonna be in the hunt. Yeah. Like maybe the Bucks. Maybe they'll be coasting by then because they play, you know, three of the last, two of the three last weeks. But the Bills are going to be good. Falcons are probably going to be in it. And the Dolphins for sure. So let's look at this again. I think by week nine against the Patriots, we'll have a good idea where this Panthers team is at. If they're like seven and two or if they're six and three, I like their chances to make the playoffs. But if they're five and four or under, ooh, no bueno. Does it look good? And while we're on the talk of Carolina Panthers, did want to plug the homies over at Wyver Fans Podcast. I did a podcast. It was pretty cool. They uh, reached out to me on Twitter, and that's a that's a beautiful thing I love about Twitter not being uh like or not not what was it not being but like just putting my podcast and my sports takes out there. Like you know, people just kind of reach out to you and just like have. We'll just have different, like, things to pitch you, right? Like, a lot of people have sent me their podcasts, and I've checked out a some. And, and to be honest, like, I can't say I've loved everyone. But there's this podcast that I did with uh, this guy named G. I'm trying to get the other homie's name. And Duran. So G and Duran host this podcast called Why We're Fans. And in this podcast, they go over basically that. Like, they interview different people, why there's fans of the sports team that they like, all NFL and it was pretty dope. Like, they were just going back through, like, the history. Like, they're asking me what's my favorite player of all time, who should be in the Hall of Fame first, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Then we also talked about the future, the team this year, and, <laughs> nah, for real. Um, but, yeah, they invited me to on their podcast, and it was really dope. It was over Zoom because they, the they live in different parts of California. But it was really cool, like I said, just a good conversation about both past, present, and future for the uh, not the Arizona <laughs> Carolina Panthers, and yeah, check it out. Why we're fans? They have it on YouTube and all the streaming platforms. Why we're fans podcast. I like that shameless plug. Shameless plug. It's fun. It's fun to be on other people's shows. Um, you just said about the breakfast burrito. Be sure to check out that episode, right? And then check out why we're fans. And I think to end the podcast, I do want to talk about my Casey Veggies concert. Right in. Saw that last Friday, right? Yeah, last Friday, I did go check out my man, Casey Veggies. He's a person I've been a big fan of since the, what I say, 2011, 2012 era. And, like, Odd Future, I want to say, do you know, do you remember who Odd Future is, or was? Yes. Or and the people like who the came out of that camp. Tyler, the creator. Right. Uh, what's his name? Frank Ocean, Earl Sweatshirt. No, I was going to say, don't say it. Oh, uh, yeah, you already said it. Double know. Genesis. Yeah. A lot of those guys. Casey Veggies was a part of that group in the very beginning as well. And, well, I think since that time, I've been a fan of Casey Veggies. And I've gotten to see him multiple different times. I bought his merch. I like He used to have a store on Beverly, right, by Fairfax, that district, that street where all the stores are, about a future store was. He had his own store like two streets past that Fairfax area. And so it was cool, like, you know, I was really invested into him, and I think for, like, a couple years, he, like, he only put out, like, one or two projects, but they, you could tell they were more industry-based, 
he wasn't really himself on those albums or projects. So I kind of like, I don't want to say I stopped being a fan, but I just, I wasn't as hardcore as a fan. Because then right. people like J. Cole and Absol rose up my ladder. So did J.I.D. So did like, like, yeah, I started to discover more artists where I was like, ah, Casey Veggie's like bumping down, you know? He went from top 10 to maybe like top 40. Right? Okay. But anyways, he came to La Santa in Santa Ana, California. I thought that was going to be a super dope, like, opportunity to see him again. I wore one of my, one of the, his original merch, and that was the first thing he noticed when he came out. He was looking around in the crowd, he's dapping people up, and he's like, oh, like, he saw my shirt and was like, dude, that's a dope, like, he hopped off the microphone after that, he's like, hey, like, some of y'all are dedicated, like, day one fans, like, I be seeing my old merch over here and pointed to me, and, like, then he, like, handshake me, and he was like, I think that's pretty dope, like, Santa Ana fucks with me, you know? And I thought that was cool. That's how the show started. It was kind of a long show. Okay. How, how many songs? It was long because the uh, the openers. There was like five or six openers for this guy. It was kind of just a long evening to sit through. Stand through, actually. Oh, yeah. Did you make sure to bend your knees every once in a while? I did, yeah. I went to the restroom every once in a while, too, just to kind of stay nimble. But, like, it was uh, it was rough. I'll yeah. say that. I did. It was cool because I saw Kid Vista perform, and if you remember, Kid Vista was one of the performers who performed at uh, the OLR festival that we went to with Jamal, Jules, and Landy. I think George too, right? Brian was there. Brian, that's right. You met Brian. Brian. Oh, shout out to Brian. Oh, I miss Brian. Shout out to True One Hundred too. Yeah. But yeah, we went to that festival obviously to watch you know everybody in Miliami, but. Kid Vista was also performing earlier, and then Kid Vista was going to open up for Casey and bring out Viliami and company, but Viliami had gone sick, uh, and then, you know, like, a few other people just couldn't make it after all, so Kid Vista performed by himself with uh, Mike is Gnarly, and that was cool, but, like, he performed at, like, 8.45, Jacob, stopped probably around, like, 9.55, and then, like, from 9.05 to, like, 11.15, 11.10, it was kind of, like, not whack openers, but just music i didn't find too appealing oh like the last time when i went yeah some of that shit was terrible yeah yeah sorry yeah I no you're right it was. that like i know what you're talking about kind of like that but like even it was weird because it was like that like celebratory like trap type style of music like there was one group i'll never forget and i and it's weird because i kind of like lost i lost credibility that like the promoter because the promoter was, like, saying some funny things. He was trying to get people hyped. Like, he was doing a good job of, like, getting people involved and trying to, like, get them close to the stage, right? Yeah, and having a good yeah. time. It's tough when you're doing small shows like that. But he was interacting. He was making jokes. He was, like, pushing the, the, the line a little bit. But it was, like, working for him. And then he was, like, oh, like, I brought this Caucasian fella, like, from Palmdale. Like, he's, like, not a lot of white boys can rap, but he can. And so, like, I was, like, okay, like, this is going to be dope. And then, like, this white dude came out and, like, he looked at, like, something that they make fun of on Twitter. Like, skinny, tall white boy with, like, five blinged-out chains on. A weird hat, like, a, a weird, like, colored hat that's, like, put out to the side, like, T.I. I was like, yo, like, what the fuck? Like, like why is this kid, like, like this that can't be real, you know? And then, like, four, like, black dudes with him in his posse. And I'm just like, holy shit, like, what? Like, this is a thing? And they were just making music about, like, you know, I'm sure it's, some people like it, and it's relevant to their life, so I'm not going to discredit and say it's bad but it's not my cup of tea they're just rapping about like you know like trapping they're like you know oh like we had a shootout the other week blah 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 we're, we're selling over here selling over there and it's just kind of like all right like they just done that for like five six songs it was like fuck like this kind of like kind of ass you know like it 
a lot of people left during that time, and I feel like it definitely like ruined the vibe a little bit. I don't know that name's group, that group's name, so I'm not gonna say it. But yeah, it was kind of weird. It like because the promoter vouched for them in the beginning, and it was like so subpar after that. It was just like wow, like disappointing. Blue ball in you off. Basically, yeah, a little blue ball. Damn. But. Dude, that's that's pretty shitty. Yeah. Right. So. That sucked. That was like three artists before Casey, though. So the the performers after that were like, all right. I think everyone was really bummed though because of the people before. So kind of, it was just hard. It was just a hard vibe to gain ground again. Noah fumbles. Yeah, Noah fumbles. <laughs> but yeah, just so it was tough. Casey was dealing with a very small crowd compared to what was there like an hour before he got up. Well, at least you got recognized. I mean, that wouldn't have happened if there was a larger crowd. You're right about that, yes. I'll give you that. So, turns out you won. You're right. I did win. In a way. Not in a way, you won, dog. <laughs> did I win, though? I don't know. I don't know. This episode has been, I don't know, and I uh, feel like not our best. Nah, why did you say that, bro? What? I, I don't know. I just feel like... Hey, man, we have nothing but confidence. You were just telling me that I... That should be disappointing or sorry to you, but like sorry to myself for being disappointed. Being <laughs> lack what? of confidence. That's something about off air, jerk. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just saying I'm just saying though, like and over here you're talking about like this wasn't our best episode. Have the confidence. I thought this was a fun episode, man. I, I hate when you say it. that shit. I liked it. Alright, you know, I liked it. I did Sure, like, like I didn't love it, but like <laughs> Well, I We had some good discussion. That makes me feel like oh shit, like we just blabbered. No, I should. You're right. I shouldn't have a negative. Shouldn't have a negative disposition. This episode was fun. I did enjoy it. True one hundred, man. <laughs> true one fucking hundred, man. Seriously, true. true. We love true one hundred. I'm just gonna go into it. We love true one hundred. That is. <laughs> that is. T. Are you the number one hundred radio.com Big shout out to them for giving us the platform, the tools, the oh knowledge, and the know-how to get this done. Shout out to Jamal Boom Bostic. We love you, Jamal. We love you a lot. Um, shout out and plug to my mic and I. That's Noah's private that's noah's private uh very private yeah very only fans only podcast check it out no subscription fee per month it's actually free it's for the people man it's yeah. for the people always for the people. and he shows all the goodies even though it's free that is my mike and i Noah alvarez check it out uh, i think i hit everything yeah for the good for the sign off while you were laughing that was good. it was a good laugh it was a good laugh thank that you guys good. again for tuning in subscribe like Follow the podcast wherever you're listening on, baby, and uh, keep it smooth, keep it slow, keep it 100. Slide like Trey Turner at home base. Oh, if you that, haven't seen it yet, that was smoky. smoky. Dude, smooth, I need someone baby. to put the. Uh, I'm never gonna love again. These guilty pleasures got no rhythm. <laughs> like the saxophone solo. Yeah, yeah, they need that with that slide, and then. You could use it and slide into a girl's DMs. Yeah. Right? Just be like, send, oh, send right, right, right. <laughs> send the GIF and then it's like, sup. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Know. Pro tip for all you young lovers out there. Go get them, Tigers.
Go tag us. Go tag us. Girl, shoot the shot too. Don't be afraid.